Hey, hey, everybody. On this episode of Sap and Chance Boxing, we are going to go back to Quebec City, take a look at Better Beef and Smith, the undercard. Also, Francis Nagano, AJ, had their opening press conference. A huge difference from what we saw against Fury. Also, the Arabs' effect on boxing and Better Beef. Is he a cyborg? All this and so much more on this episode of Sap and Chance. So, guys, strap in and thank you for letting us into your years. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Sap and Chance Boxing. It's Thursday. It's Friday Eve. And I'm joined with my man with the master plan, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, happy Thursday, brother. Uh, same to you. How you doing? Can't complain, brother, man. Uh, weather is weather. Everything is everything. Beautiful life. We get to wake up and chase our dreams and go after everything that we want in this world. So, yeah, life is good. Can't complain. You? you said it, man. Just chasing the dreams. Studying for boxing. Watching it. Wrestling. You know. Doing as much as we can, trying to do the best show that we can do, which I think we, nine times out of ten, put a pretty good show. A hundred percent, brother man. We were blessed to be able to watch boxing, watch wrestling, and then talk about it. I mean, what better gig is there in this world? For us, no, nothing. There you go. Us. There you go. So why don't we get this thing started right away? Round number one. Let's go back to Quebec City. Let's look at the main event. That was Arter B. Arthur Betterbeeve against Callum Smith. Um, yeah, let's just get this puppy going. There we go. Your initial thoughts on the main card, the main event. Wow. Wow. The guy is 19-0, finished off all 19 opponents. Now he's 20, you know. It was almost inevitable that he was going to finish off Callum Smith, but just the way he did it, he is he's a machine in there. He's got a, he's one of the most probably the most heavy handed boxer in boxing, at least pound for pound, because he finishes everybody fights. He's just so scary. He's not the most fast guy or best footwork, but he just keeps coming, coming. He just hits so hard and, and uh, his precision shots. And, you know, Callum was tough. He took some big, big shots, but um, he's just overmatched with better be. Yeah, the guy is, he's next level. And Timber's Bibble is going to go down in Saudi Arabia, and that's going to be the ultimate super fight. But better be, is he's one of the most exciting fighters to watch, I think. And, he kicked Callum's butt, beat him from post to post. You, what's your thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, outside of the second and the fourth round where Callum landed some decent shots and he didn't did. even phase him. That's what scared me, right? Like, I mean, this guy's like a cyborg. Like, he just keeps coming forward, keeps coming forward. He doesn't stop. He takes shots. Nothing affects him. I mean, for a guy at his age to be like... going to be 39 this month. Well, it's, it's strange. You would think as you get older, you diminish. This guy's just getting better and stronger. Well, they say your reflexes show down, but slow down, but your old man strength is still there. And I guess he's got that old man strength because does he hit hard? Nobody has 100% knockout ratio ever like he does. 20, you know? 20, you know? And I mean, really, at the end of the day, it just makes this Bivol fight even more exciting. I mean, it's going to go down. It has to go down. There's no it's other fight down. to make, right? I mean, obviously. Well, the thing is, Ramadan's coming up, I think, in February or March. So that's going to take him out for a little bit. Yeah. Better be up because he he does Ramadan every year. So the fight will probably be summer, maybe early fall, because he wants to regroup, train. He's a loose and muscle master in Ramadan. So, you know, Bibble is the ultimate tactician, and better be as a powerhouse. And they're going to lock, lock horns, and it's going to be fun. Yeah, no, I mean, with Ramadan and everything, everything kind of shuts down there for a couple months. I mean, you know, we, we see that across the board in all sports, right? But, I mean, um, ultimately, you just got this guy who's just a monster, like really legit 
Gary. You know, he, how do you stop this guy? You just, I just don't see it. I don't even know what Bibble can do, to be honest, at this stage. I think Bibble can, can outwork him a little quicker, a little younger, better footwork, and, you know, hit him, stay away from that power hank. You know, it's not going to be easy, though, because he just keeps coming forward and he hits hard. He just touches, touches you, and then bam, right hand in your. Callum Smith's but, a good fighter, man. Callum Smith never lost once to Canelo. Like, he's a top fighter. <laughs> he made yeah, easy yeah. Work of him. Yeah, and he made easy work of him, and that's what scares me against him against Bivol is the fact that this guy's not faced by any punches, and Bivol's not known for his power. No, so, not. I mean, how much are you going to be able to chip away at this guy before he tags you, right? Like we I have think Bivol kind of work him though, you know, a little quicker, a little move around, tire him out a little bit, push him back. You got people are scared to push better be at back. Somebody could have to try to push him back and him on his back foot because you don't want him coming forward at you. If he is, you're going down. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. So there we go, man. I mean, that was a really quick recap. There was not much more to say about it. Oh, it was but that undercard was something to talk about. Chance, uh, please, pray tell. Here we go. Tell us about that undercard, man. This is a great card top to bottom, and people forget Quebec is the center of boxing for Canada. Most of the good fighters that we have come out of there. They got the most rabid fans. The crowd's crazy. They love their wrestling and they love their boxing in Quebec. Quebec has a deep history of boxing, some great fighters. So they gave us a good card. People thought, oh, they're going to give us a crappy card. Just the main event will be good. But no, they gave us Christian Mavilli um, versus Murdoch. And he's a young up-and-coming Canadian. I talked about him on the last our last Canadian history show um, in boxing. It's number two ranked super middleweight. Um, he gave such a beating on Murdoch that the his corner after the sixth round, didn't want him to come back out. He knocked him down. He came out of the gates firing. Mobili did, hammering him, body shots, head shots. And Murdoch fought back. He, you know, he gave him some good shots back. It's a firefight. And Mobili is, he's Canada's next big thing. Like, he's number two ranked middleweight. They're saying he could either fight Morel one day. He's in line to fight Canelo. Like, he's coming up. So, Christian Mobili, that's why I mentioned him last week on the show, because I knew he was coming up on the card. And I knew he would finish the opponent. So, and he's built like a brick house. What a chisel. No. Athlete. Absolutely. Then another great. fight on the card. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Great showcase for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they love right. him to come back. Like, he's a mega, mega star. And then the best fight of the night uh, was Jason Maloney versus Saul Sanchez. It was a majority decision. Um, Maloney won to re retain his uh, bantamweight WBO belt. But uh, what action? Whoever hasn't seen that fight, go back and check it out. 12 rounds. You know, it was really close. I mean, one judge had it a tie, the other two had it for Maloney. But, um, it was a great fight. One of the best fights I've seen in the last six months. And you can't call it fight of the year because the year just started. That's what people are saying. It's too early. There will be better fights. But this card was uh, stacked top to bottom. Um, it was cool to see Bob Aaron in the ring after the better BF fight. You know, kind of like a, a rub in the face to Eddie Hearn. Here's my guy. He took you down. Um, and, uh, yeah, so three great fights. Better BF versus Smith. Um, Mobility versus Murdoch. And Maloney versus Sal Sanchez. 3-3. Three, three, great fights and the crowd was rabid for this fight i wish i was at this card because it was it was good I yeah no i mean we, we've had two cards so far this year both cards were pretty good uh top to bottom yeah uh, this one does stand out top rank is winning right now one nothing we haven't seen anything from ppc yet so you know let's see what they're gonna produce now but yeah no i mean that was just a lot of fun on saturday night oh yeah Quebec did a great job considering the weather and everything and i i think that Hard took a hit only for the fact that it wasn't Quebec, and yeah. you know, um, not even not even Montreal, Quebec City. I think that that kind of shied yeah, the video people, center, right? I think that shied people away a little bit. But guys, this is what's beautiful about boxing. If you're not paying attention, if you don't actually watch the cards, you're gonna miss something special. And if you didn't watch it, 
God, we're lucky we have technology yeah. that allows Christian us to Mabillion, go back. Man, that guy's up and coming. He will be a. He's going to hold some belts and do some serious things. Yeah, yeah. He's super heavy-handed and great talent. There's another middleweight, Ryan Rosecki. He's another guy. He's out of the Maritimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend Angel Lozano has been training with him. He looked amazing in his last fight too. I hope top rank. I hope one of these guys picks him up because this guy is going to do damage in the middleweight division right now. Canada's producing some of the craziest middleweights, right? So yeah, you know, Canelo, David Benavides, all of those guys pay attention to what's happening here. North man. We got some crazy talent coming up here. Um, we haven't had a really good middleweight since David Lemieux. Like well, there you like go. This. So my Billy will be like the next David Lemieux. There you go, man. Let's hope it builds and they, 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 they uh, lead him the right direction. I think under Bob's tutelage, you should be okay. Should uh, be okay. Top rank. Top what a guy, does. 91 years old, still travels all the way to Quebec. Like he just, you know, wherever the big fights are, he's there. To be honest, man. I mean, if you maintain your life in a certain way, it doesn't matter how old you get, you can maintain, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like playing mind games, like, you know, doing trivia, doing crosswords. It just, these little things keep your mind sharp all the time. Um, have you so ever you retire and sit on the couch and do nothing when your mind fades? Well, if, if you ever notice someone who retires, a lot of people who retire, if you look at them a year after they retire, they look like they've aged 10 years. Big time. Right? It's just it's just that lifestyle. If you keep moving, 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 like, okay, granted, my grandfather just turned 96. Yes. You know, things are starting to go. But because the guy was so active, he's still able to walk. Yeah, with and the walk- at 96 is impressive, too. Most people don't make it that long. Right. But it just shows you, right? Like it's the lifestyle that you live your life, you know, into those glory years will determine what your glory years are going to look like. So absolutely, dude. there's very few guys that point. So before we go to the next round, there's Bob Aram, there's Jerry Jones, there's Vince McMahon. There's very few guys at this age, 80s and 90s. That's just all they do is wrestling, boxing, football, 24 seven. They live it, they breathe it. And why they do it? Because they love it. And that's why they're still on top of their game. And they love it, and it keeps their mind sharp. Now, oh, yeah. about staying sharp, I want to go back to Better Beaver because there were talks about him having high levels of testosterone, nothing that was wrong or anything like that. I, I don't want to diminish the man in any way, but how can this guy be what he is at the age that he is? Well, yeah, there's a couple of things. The, the results came back as atypical. So they're saying that could be from high levels of um, exercise or just natural testosterone producing your body. Well, the thing is, the guy's 38. One thing, if he's 25, he's going to be 39 in this month. So it's sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, it, it's hard to say, but um, it's definitely not a good look. Now there's that cloud of suspicion around him. Like they approved him to fight, said he was clean. He passed in the last few tests, but I don't know. It's, it's definitely suspicious. And Eddie Hearn and Callum Smith, they raised this and they were right to raise it. And um, so I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to be tested even more strict now. And if he gets caught again doing that, I don't know. It's not going to be a good look. It's very suspicious. I'm not accusing him either way. Like a Canelo, we know was clear cut, but this is definitely suspicious. But you can't, you can't put anything on anyone until we actually have proof, right? I mean, it's just, you can't say. How many anything. guys at 38 get their levels of testosterone raised just like this? They're saying because it was exercise, but then why doesn't anybody else get that? Well, I mean, it's kind of like saying Canelo saying, oh, it's because of the meat I ate. Painted you know meat, what I mean? Yeah, crap, you know? crap. Um, it's, it's a tough one, right? Because, I mean, you just look at the guy and he's such a monster. And like I said, if you go back to the Smith fight, that second round of that fourth round, those were some powerful shots that didn't even phase the guy. Like, is he a, like I said, is he a cyborg? 
He might be. Well, you know what Cyborg did, the real Cyborg, they called Cyborg, she got popped doing that. I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but it's definitely, like, raised some suspicion to me. Because, like, I mean, 39 years old, 20 wins, 20 knockouts. They say the findings were high, but it wasn't above being not allowed to fight, atypical, they called it. So, I don't blame Smith and Eddie Hearn for saying, hey, what's going on here? But you were also and better thinking... be able to getting mad at Callum Smith for bringing it up. No, Callum Smith didn't test like that you did. So it's good for him for bringing that up. That's These tests are released, released to the public. So I don't blame Smith and Eddie Hearn for saying, hey, what's up here? But you were also saying that these could also be, like we were talking off the air about yeah, like yesterday. Coming down from a cycle. So explain that a little bit to us. So when these, these pro athletes, they do their cycles, they get their, their people to test for them and see what they test for. But the, the VADA testing is even better so they can find stuff that you might not be able to find when you test to see if it shows up. So maybe he was coming off of a cycle, possibly I'm not saying he was, but if that was the case, and he still tested a little bit high, but not high enough to not be able to fight hot, not high enough where they could say, well, you were definitely on something. This, your testosterone was raised, but it could be from too much exercise. That's very yeah. suspicious to me at 38 years old. Your testosterone goes down at 35, not up. That's so the problem that I have hard time comprehending it so i guess the question is is he on eugenics yeah well how many guys are 38 because all these guys train hard when they fight but you never hear about a, a triple g or any of these other guys having that same sort of test at this age but does but it only better bm has that it's weird. does it does it play a role in where the, the fight happened does it play a role where the fight happened though like with with the governing body no, that after that controlling test, it. Test normal levels Okay, so if this fight happened in Vegas, if this fight happened in New York, and the same results happened, the same thing would have been the outcome, or absolutely, those yeah. commissions have taken it differently because no, it's all the same. So it would no matter where he fought, he was cleared to fight. Okay, because if he would have tested again, high, a couple more high, then they might have said postponed the fight. But because his test after that atypical test, he was all normal levels. Fair enough. Fair Very enough. suspicious, eh? It is suspicious, but I mean, I don't, you can't read into it until we have facts. No, I'm right? not going to say either way. I'm just pointing yeah. out what happened. I'm not giving an opinion either way, but sometimes with the smoke, there's fire. That's all I'm going to say on that. So uh, my curiosity now is like, do they test them again and again leading up to the Bibble fight? Or yeah, oh yeah. Do those things even more, I think. Do those things even play a role in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Look do at John even... Jones. He would, he would hide under the ring and pee under the ring when, the, when, when uh, USADA would come in there. He knew, right? So fair enough, fair enough. I don't know. All right, brother man. I tell you what, it is Joshua Nagano. They had their press conference, a very, very different looking press conference from what we saw against Fury and Nagano. Your takes away from those. I'm from excited for this conference. fight, March 8th. And then we get Zhang versus Park on the other card. Like his excellency is bringing the heat, man. He's bringing stack cards and he doesn't want no crap cards. He's letting people know. Headway boxing is Saudi Arabia. We're not going to give you one good fight. We're going to give you two, maybe three. And uh, I don't know, man. This fight's 50-50. I, I, I actually going to favor Nagano a little bit. I think if he puts his gloves on um, the way he hit Fury, hits Joshua. Joshua's going to go down. Joshua's not like Fury. doesn't have that killer instinct. I think he'll get rattled. I, I'm favoring Nagano in this fight, honestly. Yes, Joshua is more skilled, more talented, but just that power. What do you think? What's your take? My take is very simple. I think you just saw a very different kind of Anthony Joshua. The demeanor and everything that he brings to the table was very different. Um, I, I, I'm still going to stick with Joshua in this one because, like we talked about before, there's more to work off of him. Yeah. Um, and, and Joshua, to me, doesn't look like the boxer coming to survive. He's coming to win now. Right. We oh, yeah, saw that is. in the last few fights. You know, before that, yeah, he was just trying to survive. He was fighting to survive. 
Now the guy's actually fighting. He's throwing, you know, punches and this and that, you know, it, with, with more confidence. So he looked confident in that press conference. I didn't, he didn't look scared. He looked yeah. Confident. He didn't look scared, you know? And, and I just like, again, like we talked about before, everything that he Fury's touched, Joshua has done better with it. Mm. Right. You know, and that's, that's a fact. Uh, I, I I think Nagano will win. I don't know, but I want Joshua to win because I, and I want Fury to win because I want to see those two guys from England go at it. That'll be a super fight. They could do a hundred thousand people. It won't be in Wembley Stadium. They could probably do in Saudi Arabia. But that's a fight we want to see, right? We want to see Fury and Joshua now, right? Well, I mean, all roads lead to this to happen, right? I mean, now that Wilder's out of the equation, now, right? So, well, Wilder's out of the equation. I mean, I I think the only thing that bothers me, and I'll talk about this in the next round a little bit. Um, but you know, ultimately all roads lead to Fury Joshua, depending on the outcomes of these two fights, February and March, right? To think I mean, about this, you just said it February we got Usyk Fury in Saudi Arabia. Not even but two weeks later, we got uh Nagano and Joshua. So these guys are coming hard and they're coming heavy. And, and, and his excellency might be one of the best boxing promoters around right now. He's putting and, it together, and, man. And it's setting up for a beautiful start to the rehut season again, right? Yeah. Like everything kind of shuts down in Saudi from you know, basically June till till October, it gets quiet there for a little bit, but then everything starts to pick up again in October. So we're, we're looking at some potentially crazy, crazy fights, but it's all determined on what we're going to get. Fury has to win. Joshua has to win. Uh, they're not big yeah. asks, but they're asks, and they have to be done, they right? Should, they should be able to win with, with who they're fighting. But I just got this feeling that Donald's is going to come in there and hit him with one of those big shots and rock him like Louise did, right? We know when Fury gets rocked, he gets up. Yeah. Joshua doesn't. So no, he see. doesn't, but I, I also feel that he has something that he can work with now. Now he knows what he's dealing with. He can prepare better. And I think also having Ben Davison in his corner now, mm-hmm. it's going to make a lot of difference. I think in my personal opinion, he should stick with Ben Davison now. He shouldn't jump he around. Pretty good last fight. So they it, look great together. Right. But here's the funny part though. Like, so if it does work out that both these guys win their fight and we got that fight now, that fight's ready to go. Does Ben Davison stay with 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 uh, Joshua? Yeah, I think Joshua will pay him a good number where he wouldn't want to leave and vice right. versa. You know what I mean? They're working guys, well and making money. Well, Fury, Fury and Davison are good friends, very close friends, right? Even after they parted waves, they've maintained a very close relationship. So that's something to kind of look at. That's a built-in kind of sidebar drama that we can look forward to. Now, staying in Saudi Arabia... Let's talk about his excellency. Let's talk about the heavyweights inside. I like him, man. I think he's doing a good job. No, Tariq is awesome. I love him. Yeah. Um, let's get this thing going. Is Saudi Arabia bigger than the governing bodies now? Because he seems to be calling all the shots for the heavyweights. I mean, at the press conference, he said two things. He said the winner of this fight, Nagano Fury or uh, Nagano AJ, will go after the title. In, in October against the winner of Usyk Fury. Now, if Nagano wins, is it fair? I get it. It's prize fighting. It's money and everything. Mm. But we got to keep in mind, we got guys like Zhang. We got guys like Joyce, who's proving himself again. Zhang Parker. proving himself. Parker, right? I mean, all these guys are in the wings. Is it fair to them to have a guy that's hypothetically at that point one and one and oh, going for the undisputed title? It's not fair to them at all, but at the end of the day, it's the money, right? He's going to draw because you got the MMA fans. This is one of the greatest heavyweights ever in MMA against one of the greatest heavyweights in Joshua and Fury in the last generation. 
and some money, right? And it's not fair to Zang and them, but if they can't draw the numbers, they got to sit on the sideline. It sucks as it is. The same thing with CM Punk and Rock. You don't draw like Rock CM, you're not getting the main event. Just is what it is. But yeah, dude, uh, His Excellency is the boss of the heavyweight division. He's making fights that the American guys couldn't do, the English guys couldn't do. He made he's making Fury music. He's made that super card with all the heavyweights that he did. What are they day of reckoning? Um, so he's making it happen, and, and I'm happy that he's doing it because he's throwing his money around. And but so what? It's not our money. He's no, making the fights we want to see, right? And some not. people are so worried about how excellence he spends his money. Who cares? It's his money. He's paying the fighters more than they get paid in America. Dude, Saudi Arabia is going to become like the new Vegas of boxing here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Oscar De La Hoya, he came out and said something along the lines of it's not fair that some of the fights that are happening over there shouldn't be happening. And when well, the, why is it not fair, Oscar? You couldn't put them together. When His Excellency <laughs> was asked about it, he said, "Well, that's too bad for him, you know." We're, we're, we'll miss him. Right. Uh, the other thing that the Excellency said was he would love to put a guard together, where it's match room versus Queensberry. Cool. Eddie's top five against Frank's top five. I love and, it. And the fact is that could that's probably going to happen because this That'd guy be cool. has not. Why not do top ranks versus PBC's top guys too? Why not make it all go down? You'll see who is the best. Liberal in order to be better be is going to happen because of his excellency. He goes, he did yep. like, yeah, I'll talk to Bob. We'll make it happen. And don't forget the promoters are getting like the PBC guys, the Bob Aaron, they're getting good money doing the fights over there too. So they loving it too. Everybody's winning. Everybody's making money. And we're, the fans win because we're seeing the fights that we want to see that the American guys, too much ego, politics, whatever. You, you, they can't get it together. So excellency, good for you, man. I'm, I'm Glad you came to boxing because you needed it. I, I'm just sad Saudi's so far away. It sucks for us. We missed a lot of good fights. We can't see, but it's good for the fans. I guess you got the pay-per-view to order it up, I guess. There you go, man. The Saudi's taking over boxing, man. All right, brother, man. Um, That was a crazy, crazy four rounds that we just did there. Uh, What happened today on this day in boxing history or this week in boxing history? Well, I've mentioned it before in a few podcasts ago. You know, I listen to a lot of history books. When I mean history books, I mean like, you know, Sonny List and Babe Ruth, interesting lives. So I this didn't happen this week in boxing. This is boxing history. Uh, that Sonny Liston book, The Murder of Sonny Liston, people should either read or listen to an audible like I do. It's He was hooked up with the mob, the gangsters in Vegas, selling heroin, banging heroin, banging ladies. But I thought I'd bring this up. Charles Sonny Liston, he was arrested 19 times and went to prison in 1950 for armed robbery. He was no choir boy. However, after that, he when he was released, he came out to win the champion heavyweight championship belt within 10 years. One of the most skilled fighter, dangerous guy, he'd hang out in the casinos. They actually would call his name through the speaker to come to the front desk. He knew he was going to be arrested, so he went out the door. This guy was hanging out with all the, like, you think about the mob and boxing. This guy was, he was, a, he was an enforcer, heavyweight didn't champion, he, and he was going door to door enforcing drug debts. Didn't he pull a gun on Ali? Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, he definitely, they're saying he definitely took a dive in the Ali fight because the Muslims, at all, the black Muslims that Ali was with at the time said, you're going to go down or we're going to kill you. Oh, That's been verified now. Sonny never quite came out and said it. Supposedly off the record, he told a reporter that it did happen, but everybody in Sonny's inner circle and former people that were in Ali's circle said it happened. Now, Ali didn't maybe necessarily have anything to do with that, but that was his crew. People forget Ali was no choir boy. He was a bad dude. I was some bad guys for a lot of times, right? And uh, so that happened. Sonny Liston probably didn't rest over 30 times. That was just in 1950. He got arrested 19 times. Armed robbery came on and still became the heavyweight champion while he was doing heroin. His wife, and we had a bunch of mistresses. 
collecting drug debts from mob guys. Just an animal punching dudes out in the bar. Like this book is it's called the Murder of Sunny List, and it's wow. very cool book. All right, yeah, very I cool. Very cool. We'll check it out. Check it out. Canadian history. Yeah, this one I'm going to bring up. We don't talk about him enough, and he's obviously not on the big scale, but his name is Vaughn Michelle. He's been promoting boxing for 20 years in Canada. He's in his, uh, I believe, late 60s, early 70s, and he's like the Bob Aram of Montreal. He helps put these fights together. He's had a daughter, Stevenson. He's promoting John Pascal. So he is like the top dog. He puts a lot of those fights here at the casinos in Montreal, Quebec. He fights the Videotron Center. He doesn't get enough recognition. Obviously, he's not up there with De La Hoya guys, but his name's Vaughn Michelle. And uh, he's been talking about Christian Mobili even before we all heard about him. He said, this guy's the best guy that I've ever seen coming out of Quebec. Watch out for him. And that's how, you know, he just doesn't get enough credit for what he does, especially for the local, you know, Quebec scene in Ontario boxing. So Bob Michelle is a promoter that people should look into and check out some of his interviews. Definitely, definitely. And hopefully we can possibly kind of uh, see if he's interested in coming on our show. We'll see what we can do and reach yeah. out to him. Um, Chance, we got some cool stuff coming up in boxing. I'm not going to talk about it. We got some Canadian boxing history coming up pretty quick here, too. Yeah, we won't yeah, say yeah. who, but so we're working on it. We're working on something here. Uh, it's going to be a treat. I'm really excited to look forward to that and you know see what we can do there. Interesting um, character. Very interesting character, but we'll leave it at that. We don't want to say any more than that. Um, so we got that coming up. But, man, it's a quiet week this week in the world of boxing. We do have one card in Liverpool uh Michaela Mayer is going to be fighting Natasha Jonas on that card um it's for one of the women's championship belts that are coming out there so that should be a decent fight I'm looking forward to it yeah the mayor feels like she has something to prove Natalia Jonas uh Natasha Jonas she's one of those women that fits in that 30 plus crew now she's almost 38 right so it should be interesting to see what an older woman looks like in the ring uh, the better you know, be, the better be. Yeah, walk through the shots and just knock you down. We'll see, right? The better be effect is it? How does it affect women? We don't know. We'll find out this afternoon, Saturday afternoon. Other than that, chance it's quiet, it's quiet, man. We don't pick up again until probably early February with Tiafimo and um, February 8th. Yeah, yeah that's February on a Thursday, 8th, right? That's a the reason Garcia? why people, people keep saying why they're doing it on the Thursday. Well, this is why they're doing it on the Thursday. Super Bowl is on Sunday. So Aram's like, we we'll do it Thursday. Everybody's coming into town, flying in. Most people that actually go to Vegas don't even go to the Super Bowl because it's so expensive. They watch it at the casinos. They watch it at the bars. They bet. So the hotels are still sold out. So he's smart. It's on at the um, Mandalay Day. So, you know, why not do it on the Thursday? Have a nice fight. TFM a free fight. If you're in town for the Super Bowl, you can go watch the fight or watch in the bar. And it's good exposure, yeah. right? All the celebrities are going to be there. So smart timing. You know, Mandalay Bay is really a good place, too. I really enjoy awesome. I love that stadium. It was really fun. It smells so good in there when you walk in there, too. It's got that oh. fresh feel, doesn't it? Can I be honest, man? Like, walking through all the different casinos and stuff like that, you know the casino is good when you walk in, and the carpet feels good. Yeah, Manly Bay. Right? Considering how many people walk through there every day, that carpet still feels fresh and brand new. Yeah, and some of those casinos, they just, like, flamingo, and they just freak, like, smoke when you walk in. That one's so fresh. It's like, I love Manly Bay. The pool, can't well, beat it. You look at the history of Vegas, a lot of those casinos have been around since the 50s. I mean, we're, we're getting the Tropicana is getting torn down soon. You know, there's, I mean, the history that that place has. I mean, I just stayed in there one time actually. So, because so, you just take the bread right over to MGM, you just walk right over. It's not bad. It's no, great. dude, it was, it was great. I mean, the, the, the accessibility to everywhere there is really easy. Once you mm. figure it out and understand how it works, that monorail is your best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Take it anywhere quick, right? Right down the I strip. Mean, 
that 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 thing saves you 30 40 bucks a day if you're taking ubers to go to place to place ubers add up real quick in vegas really fast not cheap anymore man vegas is not it's cheap, cheap to get there but the spending money is where it gets you even the food isn't cheap in Vegas right now. What they're doing oh. in Vegas is they're trying to recoup everything they lost from the pandemic, but they're doing it in such a way it's blatant. You, They're not even hiding the cost. Did you go to that crate place in New York, New York? Uh, no, I didn't go. I didn't go. But the reality of it was is I left, I left the strip or I left the hotels to go to like a Walmart or something. Even there, like what was $1 is now three. Yep. It's crazy right it's just and it's blatant they're just trying to get their money back but that's okay that's economics that's business that's just the way it is man yeah. uh chance i tell you what brother man let's wrap this puppy up let's let's right. today thursday friday eve uh nice chill weekend so should make the families happy not too hectic see your little ones in the background letting us know that she's happy that daddy's going to be home this weekend so that's always awesome. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up here. My name is Bobby Sampson. I'm joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. And the words straight ACDC. Those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. And everybody, we, go listen to the Murder Study Listening Book. It's amazing. All right. Uh, we'll put up the link. We'll find it. And uh, we'll Audible, put yep. it up there and get people close to that book what a character what a character yeah no he he was uh, he was one of a kind i mean if you think about it we probably were the last group of guys that grew up in a very blessed time where these things didn't exist exactly right i mean the stories that could be told I if know. that thing existed oh if these were around back then these guys will these guys would be canceled off so quick your head would spin Half right. the guys we like in Amire now, you wouldn't even be allowed on TV. You wouldn't be allowed to call a wrestler box either. Sinatra, yeah. Dean Martin, um, Sammy Davis Jr., that whole rap pack, rap pack. They, they would be done. Well, yeah, Sinatra was friends of the mob. They would never let this guy that fly nowadays. Nothing, nothing. All right, everybody, the weekend is upon us. So, guys, it's warming up or it's getting colder depending where you are. Uh, please be safe. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, we are in the humdrum days. Like, what do they call the dog days of winter? Yeah. So, you know, just this barren granite. And I can share this much with you. Last night, I noticed the days are starting to get longer. Yeah, uh, we didn't get our couple five o'clock. Right? So spring is coming. So, so spring is coming. We're only a couple months away. So just bite down, work hard. Don't give up. Just, just believe in yourself. Believe in the process. Good days will come. Bad days also have to come. It's balance. Yeah. It's how you deal with it and how you create that balance for yourselves. Guys, Sam, Chance, have a great weekend. We will talk to you Tuesday.